Welcome back to Life, Edit, and Design. I am so excited to have you here. This is episode two from season one. And today we're talking about the kitchen edit. So this is going to be a kind of an interesting ride. We'll see where it goes. Um, I don't think this is going to follow your typical thoughts. So last week we did the home edit, which was kind of the big picture view. But this time we're really going to dive deep into just your kitchen. So before you take part in this episode and continue listening, I recommend highly that you go over and download the worksheet. As always, no email is required. Go to lifeeditanddesign.com, all spelled out, and go to episode, or season one of the podcast and then pop over. You'll see episode two and download the worksheet. Again, no email address, no hooks, no, no gimmicks. Just want you to have that worksheet in front of you. Second thing I highly recommend is that you take your worksheet and you go and sit in your actual kitchen if you can. Um, obviously, if you're listening to this in the car, <laughs> then none of this is going to work. Um, so I tell you, you know, hit pause. Uh, you know, People don't often tell you don't listen right now, but I'm going to tell you not to listen right now, but do it when you can sit in your kitchen with your worksheet because I think you're going to get a lot more out of this and there are some parts where I want you to do some thinking and you can't really think that deeply in your car and take notes. So just some thoughts for you before we begin, but let's dive in. So Hopefully by now you've got the worksheet in front of you and um, we're going to start with just a quick overview. What are we going to do in this episode? And then uh, make sure you have that pen handy because we're going to get started. So first of all, first thing I want you to do is take a before photo of your kitchen. Um, just walk around, maybe get a couple angles if you need to, but just you know, get a good sense of what does your kitchen look like right now and don't clean it up for the photo. I want it just, you know, this is real life. What does your kitchen look like right at the second? So snap it on your phone and off we go. Um, step two is going to be to, we're going to define the role of your kitchen and this is going to be a little bit different. So keep an open mind. I'm going to ask you to really think here. Then we're going to do a survey, which will be very simple. Um, just kind of looking around your kitchen and evaluating it. Then we're going to do some more deep thinking and that's going to be, um, a reflection area. Then we're going to actually get into the design, the edit, and then applying your design. So we're going to plan a design, then we're going to edit, then we're going to actually do the designing. And then you're going to take that after photo. All right, so that's kind of an overview. That's where we're going. Um, we're going to move fast through the audio, but the thinking part is going to take you a bit more time. So you know, plan out, you know, a half hour, maybe more, just to sit and really think about some of these pieces. So let's start off. Ready? Here we go. What is the role of your kitchen? What you know? What is its function for you? And I've given you a couple, you know, cloud word cloud down below, just to give you some thoughts to get you going. Um, but you know, is it for many people the kitchen is the heart of the home, right? It's where everybody comes and gathers, and you spend a lot of time there. But for other people, it's purely functional. It's a place where you go in, you prepare a meal, you leave. That's fine. There's nothing right or wrong here. This is totally your evaluation of what the role is, and you may also feel like role. You know, my kitchen doesn't have a role. I'm, I, I guess I just go in and cook. And if that's the case, then it's very functional for you. It doesn't have a spirit to it. It's just a room in the house where things happen, where you prepare food, you store food, and you're in and out. You may not even sit in your kitchen when you eat. Maybe you're sitting in your um, living room watching TV while you're eating. And if that's the case, you, know, you may want to reevaluate that, but we'll get there. Um, so really think about it. Is this a place where the whole family gathers? Um, is it a place where a lot of deep conversation happens? Is it a place where you catch up on the day and reconnect? Is it um, a place where you really express yourself? Is it um, you know, a place where you have kids' artwork all over the place? Does it have a lot of your own personal taste in the design? Is there a lot of design in there, a lot of color? 
um, is it a place where you have a lot of pride because number one, it's spotless. Number two, it has all the latest gadgets. Um, are you somebody who cooks? So this is a source of pride for you because what comes out of that kitchen is a, you know, a labor of love for you. Um, I'm not that person. <laughs> Cooking is a challenge for me. Um, but I get it. I, I envy those people who really take pride in cooking and really have some skill at it. That's awesome. And you may feel that the kitchen is just a very minimal impact on your life. It may be just it's you certain you come in, you cook a meal, you leave, but you don't give it any thought. There's not a lot of uh, design elements in there. It's just you know it whatever it was when you moved in is how it is now. Um, and I, I tend to be a little bit more on that side. I don't have any extravagant bells and whistles. We just installed a new range hood yesterday and I got the most minimalistic. I wanted a light <laughs> turn on and turn off. That was it. Um, where other people have these, you know, gorgeous vented hoods and that's a big deal for them. Me, I was just like, uh, I just need to be able to see what I'm cooking. So that, those are kind of opposite ends of the spectrum, but that's kind of what I want you to be thinking is just what is the role that you currently have, um, for your kitchen? What does it do for you? And, you know, jot down a few words. You don't have to, you know, this isn't a college essay. These are just, you know, it's the heart of my house. Or it's just a place where we all kind of land at some point. Or it's a place where I sort through the mail. Um, the kitchen is where I pay my bills. Um, the kitchen is just a clutter magnet, maybe. It's just where everything kind of falls and lands and it's always in my way. Or a kitchen is just, for me, it's just crowded. It's, you know, if more than one person's in my kitchen, it's chaos. You know, any of those words, just start jotting that down and, and sit there and let them come out. You know, don't give it a whole lot of thought. This is just what comes to mind first. And that's what I want you to jot down. And before we go to the next section, I really want you to kind of pause for a second. So make sure you've got those first words down because the second section is going to be a little bit longer. All right. So you've got those first words down. Now I want you to stop for a minute. And I don't want you to leave this role yet. And I want you to imagine that someone came along and tore down all the walls, ripped the whole thing open and said, you get to start fresh, just your kitchen. You get to put whatever you want in this kitchen. You can have it as big or as small as you want. You can have it as extravagant as you want or as minimalist as you want. And with that in mind, what would be the new role of the kitchen? I don't want so much, you know, all the different things you would put in, you know, the sub-zero refrigerator or whatever. I don't want that so much as what would you design it for? Would you design it to be a place where you had a huge eat-in area so the whole family could be there? Would you design it so that, um, you know, it was just beautiful? When you walked in, you felt like it's so clean in here. Would you design it so that everybody had to walk through it, that it was kind of the heart of the home in that Everything else was built around it. So if you had an open floor plan, the kitchen was not isolated from the rest of the house. It was really part of the house. Would you design it so that there was hangout spaces, you know, maybe a nook or a bar so that while you were preparing a meal, people could be chatting with you? What are some of the things you would design it for and what's kind of underlying that design? So if it's something that you really want, like our kitchen right now just doesn't have enough places to hang out. So you kind of, you go in, you cook the meal, you leave, and we have a little eating area, but it's kind of like a rotating, it feels like almost a, I don't know, a bar uh, in a, a diner, a counter in a diner where you come in, you eat your meal and you get out quick. It's just not comfortable to hang out there. So if I were going to redesign it, I would have kind of a breakfasty nook area where you know, it had really comfortable seats. For, so people would hang out and they'd linger in the kitchen 
instead of lingering some other room. I, I just feel like it's you come in, you do your, your business and you get out and it's a little bit crowded. So I would want it to be more of a slower pace. I feel like the pace in the kitchen is too fast. You can't linger, you can't hang out. And I feel like when you're having a meal, you shouldn't feel like you're rushing through it because you're giving up your seat so somebody else can sit there. So for me, it'd be to slow the pace down. So my design would be so the kitchen is a place where you can relax, enjoy a meal at a leisurely pace, not rush through it, and have good conversation. So that would be my role of the kitchen, conversation area. So think about that. And really don't rush through this. Sit back and think. What would I really, really, really want? If I could do my kitchen all over again, what would the role actually be? Not what the role is now. And maybe the role is now is it, it's, you know, it's a place of expression for you. It's got your kids' artwork all over the place. If you were gonna redesign it, would you have like a floor to ceiling bulletin board where you could have rotating art displays so that the expression had a place and it was really, really cool? You know, would you have put a light on it so it could just you know, really light up their, their artwork? You know, think about just what would you do and why? And the why is what we're really getting for. So you can think about what would you do, but why would you do it? That's really what I want you to go for. And you can jot that down. So you've jotted down your first couple ideas. Now write down some other ideas below that of the ideal role. And they may match or they may be different. It depends on how much time you've ever thought about it. And if you feel like my kitchen, it's just functional. That's okay. You can just say, you know what? I want, if I could design my kitchen from scratch, I would make this thing the easiest thing to use because I don't like to spend time in the kitchen. I would make it so minimal that it had just, you know, a stove, a sink, a refrigerator, and nothing else. And a few, you know, few pots, few pans, minimal, minimal, minimal. That's okay. Write that down. Say, I just want it to be so easy to come in and out of the kitchen. That is cool, right? So that's okay. So I want you to do that. So. After you've paused and you've written down those roles, we're gonna move on to survey. So in survey, I want you to kind of just look around your kitchen. What do you see? And again, I've given you a little bit of a word cloud here, but um, you know, is it, is it busy? Is there just clutter everywhere? And I hate that with a passion, but right now my kitchen has clutter everywhere. Um, do you see memories? As you look around, do you see you know, maybe a scratch or a ding or a bang, but it has a memory, it has a, a, something associated to that. Or you look at the table and you're like, oh, we all worked on that together. Or, oh, I remember growing up, you know, the kids growing up and doing homework on that table. Or, you know, I remember cooking meals. Or I remember a party that we had. and Or I remember something on the wall and where I got that. So are you looking around the room and feeling like it's a place of kind of storing a lot of sentimental value, a lot of memories? Do you look around and you say like, oh, I see a lot of projects waiting to happen. <laughs> That's what I see in my kitchen right now. Like, oh, I didn't fix that trim over there. Oh, you know, I got to hang that blind, that blind sitting on the floor. Oh, there's that light bulb I got to fix. You know, do you, is that what you feel or see when you look around? Do you see um, kind of the future? Do you see big dreams in there? Do you see like, you know, we designed this house so that we could do big things, so that we could have meals together as a family. You know, do you have a picture of um, having great parties in that house or in that kitchen? Um, do you see, you know, the future that you really wanted to learn to cook and you just haven't yet, but you have this big dream of learning how to cook and this kitchen's the place to do it. So do you see the potential? Do you see a future in there? Do you see quality? Do you look around and you say, yeah, I've got the best stuff here? 
you know, or just, you know, like we have the, for the first time one of those um, side-by-side refrigerators. We've never had one. And I look at that and I, I'm still, I'm just puzzled. <laughs> I look and go, I just don't get it. I, I like my old style refrigerator. So when I look at it, I say, is this quality or is this just confusion? Because it's not what I'm used to. Um, do you look around and you see disrepair? Like things that just, you know, oh, I really need to replace the stove or, oh, I need really, really need to replace a dishwasher. It's just, it doesn't work and it's just sitting there and it's annoying me and I stare at it all the time. So good and bad, write it all down. Just take a quick survey of your kitchen. What do you see? And again, just words, quick words, not, not a whole paragraph. Just, I see this, I see that, I see clutter, I see, you know, projects left around. I see my kids just dropping stuff. I see crumbs. I see... Um, you know, dog dog bowls that need to be refilled, um, you know, the water cooler needs to be refilled, whatever it is, just write that all down, get that survey kind of going. And next we're gonna move on to the reflection. So if you haven't written down your survey, you know, hit pause, come back. And now we're gonna reflect, and this is where I really want you to spend some time. So before we design, I want you to really take a look at what we're going to do. So the reflection's the most important piece of what we're gonna do before we go into designing edit, we gotta stop and think. And here's where I might lose you or here's where I might, might find that you're like, oh, this is so cool. So we've got the role of your kitchen. And I, I, I've kind of got geared you around the direction of you know, the role it plays in your house and your family. But now I want you to stop back and reflect and say, okay, it's a gathering place or it's a place of expression, whatever it is. What is the role of the food that gets produced there? We all know the kitchen is where you cook and prepare meals, right? And we didn't really touch on that. We touched on the activities that happen there. But now I want you to really reflect. I want you to reflect on how you live and the role that food plays in your life. And think about, you know, if you're overweight or if you're not eating healthy, if you have a sugar addiction, look around your kitchen and say, how does my kitchen enable or, or hinder eating healthy or eating junk food? Is junk, like when you look at your counters, is there a cracker jar um, right out there on the display or is there a candy jar full of whatever? Um, is there an M&M bag sitting on the counter? Is there fresh apples in a bowl somewhere? Do you have herbs growing in the window? What are some of the visual clues and some of the, and some of the things that you know? Like if I open that cabinet, there's six different kinds of cookies in there. Um, you know, how is this kitchen helping or hurting your diet? And I don't mean diet as in a diet program. I just mean what you eat. And, and how's it impacting your family? Again, are there Pop-Tarts in that cabinet? Are there tons of sugary cereals? Or if you open that cabinet, is it full of you know, steel-cut oats and some granola? What is it? How is your kitchen designed to support the actual food that you produce? And here I may, you may want to get up and start walking around. How easy is it for, to produce a good meal? Or do you wind up opening the fridge or freezer, pulling out a microwave meal and throwing it in there? Or a frozen pizza? How is your kitchen impacting your diet? And you may or may not have thought of this, 
But from all the work I've done on habits, I've done a lot. I've read a lot of books and I've created uh, workbooks based on habits. And it comes down to this. If you want to make a good habit, you want to build a good habit, you have to make it as easy as possible to have that habit. And if you want to break a bad habit, you have to make it as hard as possible to continue to do that habit. So here's what that means in the kitchen. If you want to eat healthy, the healthy food has to be so easy that it almost cooks itself or that it almost, you know, the apples almost cuts itself. It has to be so simple, no barriers. Where if you want to eat cookies, it has to be so hard to get to the darn cookie that you're just like, I can't even be bothered. And what does that look like? I mean, you can be really creative. You can say, okay, I'm going to put a combination lock on that particular cabinet and I have to unlock it. Or I'm going to put it so far back and buried under six other boxes that if I want the cookies, I have to lift up all this other stuff to get to it. Whatever. I mean, you can be really creative here. But the point of the kitchen is to produce healthy food. Now, I know we've got all these other emotional roles, and that's why we dealt with that first. But now peeling them back, here's the essential function of the kitchen. Produce food. And if you're not producing food that is healthy for you, it's because there's something in that kitchen that's making it very easy or very hard very easy to eat junk food or very hard to produce a good food or vice versa. You may have designed your kitchen and it's just not, you don't even have a spot to store the healthy food. If everything's out on your countertop and it's just so easy, we have this, the cracker jar. It was so easy for everybody to walk by and just grab crackers. So as you're cooking, you're eating crackers. And as you just happen to walk through the kitchen, you pop a few crackers. Well, they all add up and it's all those extra calories. And so when we moved and I had to empty the cracker jar to pack it, I didn't unpack it. <laughs> I put it in the garage set pile. My husband was like, where's the cracker jar? I'm like, you want crackers? They're in the cabinet. So he has to open the box, open the package, and reach down and grab crackers. Not that big a deal, but he stopped eating crackers because it was different than just popping the lid off of the canister that was right on the counter and grabbing five crackers and walking away. He, doesn't, he can't be bothered. That's enough of a, a hindrance to have to open the cabinet, find the box, and he doesn't know where anything is in this kitchen, which is great. So he has to find where I put the crackers and then get in there and then open a sleeve and deal with it. And he just can't be bothered with that. So he just continues on. So that's how your kitchen, when we go to design, you know, we already talked about the design element, you know, some of the ideas of the role, but let's also think about the real role of the kitchen and how can you design it so that it supports healthy eating. So when you look in the cabinet, maybe you have, um, let's say a wok, and you, you would love to do stir fries because they're so healthy and so low calorie, but your wok is buried under six or seven other frying pans. Well, could we put the wok on top? Could we hang the wok on the wall? What can you do to make it so much easier to grab that? Or maybe you have like one of those foreman grills, you know, one of those indoor little grills that really helps you kind of drain away fat and it's a healthier way to cook meat. Is that buried? Is that so hard to reach that you can't possibly get there? So what can you do as we start to move into the design phase? How can you make it easier for your kitchen to produce healthy meals? What needs to be more visible? What needs to be more accessible? What needs to be harder to reach? And this will work hand in hand with, you know, the, still that emotional role, the, the gathering place or the place of expression. That's still part of what we're doing here, but they have to work hand in hand. If you want people to gather in your kitchen, but you don't want them sitting there snacking on M&Ms while they're in the kitchen. What do you do? 
If you want your kids to eat healthier while they're hanging out doing their homework in the kitchen or while you're displaying their artwork and you want them to be there and to see it and see how proud they are, what other things support a healthy family in the kitchen? So this takes a little bit of time. That's why I want you to really reflect on it. You have to think about producing healthy food and supporting the role that you have and that they work in conjunction and that they're not fighting each other. So if you want to have all the latest gadgets in your kitchen, because that's for you, you know, the kitchen is your pride and joy. It's where you produce awesome meals. Well, then think about, are your gadgets overwhelming your kitchen? Is it hard for you to produce a healthy meal because you have way too many gadgets? Do you have specialty gadgets to do all these things when maybe you could have one or two quality things, but you don't need 10 of them? Do you need to have you know, the food processor with all the blades or can get away with there's one or two go-to blades that you use. You know, just keep thinking about all the, I can't go too far into that one because I don't have an elaborate kitchen and I don't know all the bells and whistles because I keep it simple. I keep it very, very simple because I don't need a lot of stuff because I produce the same couple of things. And do, what do you have that also enables you? So as you look around your kitchen, is there a menu board? Is there something that you already have planned out so you know what groceries you need and what meals you're gonna produce for the week so it's healthy. Is that on display somewhere? Do you want it to be on display somewhere? Would that be helpful to you? If you want your family to be involved in the kitchen, if you want this to be a gathering place, could you have a chore chart where it just says, you know, Johnny, you're gonna cut the vegetables, you know, slice and dice them before we uh, throw them in the wok. Um, or maybe somebody else is gonna cut the fresh fruit for you so that you have a nice snack. Maybe someone's gonna pull all the grapes off and wash them, you know, whatever. Do you have that kind of thought in, your, pro in your, your head so that if you want your family involved, if this is a gathering place, what are they doing while they're gathering? Are they just shooting the breeze or can they be helping you have a healthier meal? Do you have room for other people to be involved in food prep? These are all just different. I don't know how much thought you've put into your kitchen. So that's why we want you to stop and think of all the possibilities. This room is a room full of possibilities and has a huge impact on your life. If you've never eaten there, because you're always eating in front of the TV. Why? What about your kitchen is preventing you from eating there? Is it because you don't like the environment? And so you're mindlessly eating in front of the TV and when you're mindlessly eating in front of the TV, what are you eating? It's probably not a nice healthy stir fry, right? It's probably a bunch of chips. So what can you do in your kitchen to promote more healthy eating to get yourself away from the TV, to sit at your actual kitchen table or a counter? Can you buy a little tiny island? You know, they have all those ones where they're just the sides fold up and so now you have a place to sit, but it doesn't take up a lot of room. Do you need to have something cool in there? Do you want to change the lighting so it's more alert, more vibrant in there? Or maybe you want softer mood lighting. Maybe you want candlelight. Maybe you want to have a candlelight dinner. Maybe it'll, you know, if you've taken the master class, you know how everything's related. And so your kitchen is an environment, but it's also related to your relationships. It's also related to your health and fitness. They're all tied in. So how is your kitchen supporting your relationships? How is it supporting your health and fitness? This is a big deal. And if you feel like your kitchen is just purely functional and you cook a meal and you get out, that's fine. But have you set it up to cook a healthy meal? You, know, you may only have a couple pots, a couple pans, and that's all you need. That's great. But are those the tools that you need to produce a really healthy meal? Do you need to have a cutting board? right handy so that you actually cut up your vegetables or do you need to go out and start buying frozen vegetables which is what I do so they're already pre-cut because I know I won't sit there and cut them 
and I know they'll go bad in the fridge. So I buy freezer food and it lasts me longer and it allows me to take a small portion and cook that up just for me and not have the rest of the vegetables go bad. These are all things you wanna think about. How are you gonna eat healthy? And how will that kitchen support eating healthy? How are you gonna make it easy? So again, going back to the habits, if you have a habit that you say, I want to reach for carrot sticks instead of crackers. Okay, well are the carrot sticks right front visible thing when you open the fridge? And if they're, if you know that you won't slice and dice them, can you buy you know those little baby carrots? So they're right there, they're easy to reach. Maybe put a sign on the fridge that says, eat your carrots, or a bunny rabbit to remind you, eat your carrots. These are all gonna come, come up now in the next stage, which is the design plan. So that's why I want you to do some thinking now. What's your goal? How is your goal supported or hurt by your relationships and by your habits? So get that all written down. So hit pause, really reflect on this. Spend some time thinking about this. And now let's move on. So we've done the survey, we've done reflection. Now we're gonna start actually designing. So we're doing the plan. So you're not actually gonna design the step. In this step, you're just thinking about what do you want to have in your kitchen? What are some of the projects that you need to do now? So you might be saying, okay, I need to get rid of the clutter because nobody can hang out in my kitchen because there's just stuff everywhere. So one of your projects is gonna be figure, figure out how to deal with clutter how to put things away and how to prevent it from building back up again. Um, your project may be get rid of canisters on the counter that enable bad eating. Um, figure out how I'm going to restructure the cabinets so that people can reach for the good stuff and the bad stuff's hard to reach. Uh, find out how I can make my pots and pans for healthy cooking more accessible and that deep fryer go all the way in the back where nobody can find it. Um, you know, just think of through all the different projects that you're going to have that again support the role of the kitchen but also support the function of eating a healthy meal and put those all down and I've only given you a couple spots but you can certainly print that the second copy of that page if you have more projects I don't want you to get overwhelmed I want this to be doable but this is your design thing and it could be so simple it could be changing the pictures on the wall so that you know you're inspired by healthy food um, it could be again buying a menu board so you can plan out your menus for the week it could be coming up with a chore chart so that the kids can help out. Um, it could be setting up, you know, anything, you know, floor to ceiling bulletin board, which is one of the cool things we have in our house right now, so that you can have a display of artwork or you can have, um, you know, the menus just posted on the board. You could have the grocery list on the board. Whatever it is, this is where you're going to start to come up with the ideas. Maybe you need to change the lighting. Maybe you need to change the paint. Maybe you need to change the kitchen table. You know, remember we talked about the things that you walk around and you see, you saw the disrepair, are there things you have to repair? Do you need to get a new dishwasher? Hopefully you don't, but you know, what are some of those projects? Get them all down. And after you've gotten all that, then we're gonna move on to the edit. And this is, might be a little challenging for you, um, so that's why I called it the edit experiment. Um, here I want you to think about what do you need in your kitchen and so this is for the people with all the bells and whistles and this is for the minimalist and everybody in between what do you have to have actually in your kitchen and is it causing problems for you to have as much as you have and i discovered this kind of by accident but as we were moving we had to pack things up and we got to a point where i was like all right we're just gonna have four bowls four plates four forks four knives everything else is getting packed up and went through the cabinets and you know, if there's food that we don't need right away, you know, food that we're not gonna eat right now, 
um, back stock, all that got packed up. So the cabinets were down to the bare minimum. And my daughter and I, we looked at each other and we're like, oh my God, I love our kitchen because it's all gone. It's just so simple. And we realized we didn't need, I had like eight dinner plates and there's four of us living in the house and we don't use our dishwasher. So you used your plate, you washed it, you put it back. I'm like, wow, well, we don't need all these other plates. You know, yes, I can save them for entertaining when we have family over, but on a day-to-day basis, I don't need to have all this stuff. And we had probably about 20 glasses. <laughs> my daughter and I each drink out of our water bottle. My son uses glasses, but he was away at college. And we're like, why do we have all these glasses? We just need like two or three cups and that's fine. And we had all these coffee mugs and nobody drinks coffee in my house. So I'm like, we just need one mug for when you occasionally feel like having tea or hot chocolate, but we don't need all this stuff. So when we unpacked at the other end, it was like, do I want to put this all back? And we're slowly starting out. At first we put everything back and then we're like, no, I just, I feel crowded again. I don't need all this stuff. So we started to get rid of stuff. A lot of the, the Tupperware containers, like how much do you actually use them? And if you don't use them, don't keep them, you know, don't eat them. There's places that really could use some of the kitchen stuff. Um, I had three can openers and I only used the electric one. So I got rid of all the manual can openers. So just stuff like that. So go through and decide what do you actually, actually need? And it doesn't mean that you're going to get rid of stuff that you use for entertaining. You can put that aside. You can put that in those cabinets that nobody can ever reach on top of the fridge, those kind. But what do you need? Do you need dinner plates, salad plates, and bowls? If you never have cereal, do you need bowls? You know, if you have soup and you drink it out of a coffee mug, do you really need bowls? And I just want you to question the norm. You know, it might be a little, well, when I bought a set of glasses, there was, you know, a dozen glasses in the box. Do you need a dozen glasses? Are there just two of you? Then get all the others and put them somewhere in storage or give them away and just keep two. If you want to keep two for breaking, you know, possible breakage, fine. But I realized I had champagne glasses, wine glasses, things I'd gotten from my wedding. I never drink champagne. I never drink wine. So we kept two champagne glasses, got rid of the rest of them. Two wine glasses, got rid of the rest of them. Like, so when I feel like having a glass of champagne on the rare occasion, like New Year's Eve, I have a glass. But I don't need eight. I'm never going to need eight. And honestly, if I'm going to have a party where I'm going to serve champagne, maybe I'll just either borrow champagne glasses from somebody else or I'll just get plastic or I'll just say, hey, drink out of a red Solo cup. I really don't care. I'm not that particular. But go through. And I've given you some areas to think about, you know, forks, knives, glasses, the usuals. But also write down the things that you have, maybe specialty items that you have, but they have multiples of. Or do you have such specific gadgets they only have a single function? Like a wine bottle opener only opens a bottle of wine. And yes, for me, that's an essential. But if you never have wine, do you need that? Can you have one of those little cheap plastic things? Do you need the big elaborate one? Um, I had like a... Uh, what do you call that? A garlic press. I never mince garlic. I, if I'm gonna need, if I need garlic, I'll buy it already minced. Do I need a fresh garlic press? No. So go through. If there's gadgets that you have, they're quali- They may be very quality, but you don't ever use them. Then don't need them. We had all these specialty baking things that we needed for a project at one time, and then we've never gone back. Like I had a heart-shaped pan. I never even make heart-shaped cakes. It was just one time I needed it. And I had a springform pan, but I never make springform cakes. So wh- why do I need this stuff? So we donated a ton of stuff. We had like four muffin tins, but when we make muffins, we only make six at a time. So we only needed one. Got rid of all the rest. So as part of your edit, it's to go in and see how much do you actually need. Get all that other stuff out of the way. And even edit your food if you want. 
Do you have food in those cabinets that you don't even need, that you never eat, that you bought one time you thought you were going to make and you never did and now it's still sitting there? Well, if it's still good, don't eat it. If not, toss it. Get it out of there. Stop looking at it. Stop letting it annoy you. And if you have the courage to get rid of food that's not good for you, do that. If you have candy, bring it to work. Put it out at the front desk. Somebody will take it. They'll love it. Um, but so this is part of your edit. Go and get everything out of your kitchen that doesn't need to be there, that you don't, that you have excess of. Look for stuff that doesn't even belong in the kitchen. Like what are you storing in your kitchen that has absolutely nothing to do with the production of food or the role it's supposed to play in your house? You know, look around, see if there's things that just make no sense. Do you really want to pay your bills in the kitchen? Or should you pay your bills maybe in, if you have a den or office area, or maybe um, you have a desk just set up somewhere in your living room? What belongs in the kitchen? This is important. You got to get all that stuff out before we can create a great design and start doing the projects that you want to do. We got to get all the clutter out first and all the excess out first. So go through and edit your kitchen, get it out. And once you're done editing, now comes the fun. Now you get to design, right? So now you're going to dive in and start to implement your plan. Start doing the projects. Start figuring out how you're going to make those healthy meals. Start figuring out how you're going to make the role, the ideal role, not just the actual role that you have now, but the ideal role. How are you going to make that a reality? And start putting all those design elements in. So you've gotten rid of all the clutter. You've gotten rid of all the things that are holding you back, all the excess. Now let's design and start putting those design elements in. And this is going to take you obviously a while, depending on how many projects you did. This could take you a great, great deal of time. I'm still working on mine. I've painted all the cabinets, painted all the walls. Uh, like I said, we put a new range hood in. Um, still working on the table situation. It's not quite right yet, but you know, we're getting there. Um, and we still have some clutter to deal with, but I managed to get, there was different like floor mats in the kitchen. I'm like, why are these mats even here? They're not serving a purpose. Like, yes, there's one in front of the stove and one in front of the, the sink, but there's these extra ones laying around. I don't need that. So I got rid of those. Um, and I made sure that I just, my cabinets were just so much emptier and there were only the stuff in there that I actually need. And so my garage sale pile is quite large at this point. It keeps growing. And I can't wait for September to have the garage sale so I can get all the stuff out of my house. But that's, that's the plan. Get it all out, do the projects, fix it up, and then keep refining. You know what your role is now, you know what your goal is, and you know what you want to eat. And this, this course wasn't meant to be a, a course on healthy eating, this, or this particular podcast, but um, you should, as you're designing your kitchen, make sure that it enables good habits, good eating habits, and makes, hard, makes it hard to do those bad habits. Make it really hard to grab a, some chips or some cookies, stick them somewhere really far in the back. And make sure that those far reaches of your cabinets don't have the tools that you need to produce a healthy meal. They should be front and center. Good stuff to the front, bad stuff to the back, hard to reach. And then when you're all done, then you get to take that after photo and compare them. So this, this edit is, is a, a good, good length project. This isn't going to be a quick one. But I'm sure you can do it. You have a week before the next episode comes out. So during this week, really think about doing the work, getting the big projects, the ones that will have the biggest impact on you. Get those done. Enlist your family. Get them helping you. Know that it takes time to build a habit. Depends on which website you read, whether it's you know, 21 days or 60 days. doesn't matter. Get yourself set up so that your habits are supported by your kitchen. And then get everybody involved and build that role. Use your design. Use your editing tools. And you're going to get there.
So that's it for this episode. Let me know how your design and edit goes. Pop over to the website. You can hit the little chat button. Let me know, uh, you know what questions you might have. And I'd love to hear from you. So get it going. Start your kitchen edit today.